perhaps you would turn with me, first of all, in the Word of God, to the little epistle to James, chapter 4, and then back to the, gospel, or the book of Genesis and the fifth chapter. James, chapter 4, and then back to Genesis, chapter 5. And while we turn to this, I'd like to thank Bill for his words of welcome, and indeed for the invite to come along. It has been our pleasure and our privilege to be with you. Join the fellowship this morning. The presence of the Lord and it's been deeply here for us, and we thank you for that. We trust that the Lord will bless you in the days of our ahead as your new pastor comes shortly to take up the work here. We'd also like to thank the fellowship for their love shown towards the us today and for all that they've done for us, and those who will know what I'm alluding to. But thank you for what you've done, we much appreciate it. Now we're turning in the Word of God to James chapter 4 and we're running down to verse 14. And really I'm not sure what day it was Wednesday or Thursday. Then I were out driving and we started to list off all the people we were at school with who are no longer here. And how they've been ushered into eternity. Some ready, some not. But as the list get longer and longer and longer, the subject of death has been on my mind ever since the whatever day that was. And I can't get away from it, and I feel this is the message that the Lord has led on my heart to the sea. Verse 14, Whereas ye know not what shall be in the morrow, what or what is your life? It is even a vapour that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. Back to Genesis chapter 5, please. Just the five verses. Genesis chapter 5 and verses 1 through 5. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them. There's a fair answer to what's been pushed upon us today. Male and female created he them. And blessed them. Call the name Adam in the day when he was created. Adam lived in 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness, after his image and called his name Seth. In the days of Adam, after being begotten Seth for 800 years, and he begot sons and daughters, and to those who come and ask it, Adam and Cain and Abel, where did their family come from, and so on. There's the answer there. And he begot sons and daughters. Of course, it's different dispensation, different rules regarding those sort of things. But verse 5, And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. And we leave it there, and we know that the Lord will bless the reading of his own inspired, infallible, and indestructible, incorruptible, and inexhaustible word of truth. And before we turn to the word of God, we would pray and ask that we buy a little word of prayer together. Lord, we Father, in thy presence this evening, and we thank thee for what's gone before. We thank thee for the messages and songs that we've sung. We thank thee again for the truth of them. We thank thee again for the report that we bring. But my Lord, as we come today, as to the proclamation of the gospel, we pray that you would meet every need in this meeting. We realize this will be solemn and will be somber. But Lord, we pray that you meet every need. We pray for the preacher's need. Bring to his memories the things given and help us to discharge them with compassion. Lord, we pray for the listener. We pray that we'll 
help us to set aside the things of the day that is gone and the morrow and week that lie ahead if you carry and help us to hear the word of God and the voice of God. The Lord, if there is one in the meeting tonight not seen, Lord, we would pray that they'd meet the greatest need of all and that salvation would come to this house and that men and women may prepare for eternity and that their glory and honour may be brought to the Saviour's name. So meet the need. And we pray these things in the Savior's precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. We read in Genesis 5 and verse 5, and he died. If you read down the chapter, the whole of the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis, eight times we would find that little phrase, and he died. If the Lord tarries, it will be the sad finality, the sad end that comes to all men, the sad prospect that faces every single one of us this evening, the certainty, the reality, the finality, and eventually over every one of us, if the Lord cries, will be those three words. And he, or and she, died. That phrase occurs 22 times in the Word of God. It's used of the great, it's used of the good, it's used of the bad, it's used of the religious, it's used of the evil. It doesn't matter. All must die. Only to escape it. When you write down to Genesis 5 and 24, and one of them was Enoch. Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. And of course, the second one was Elijah caught up to meet the Lord in the child. But other than that, every single one will die as the Lord turns. And so this evening, with I want to address this solemn, this somber, serious subject of death. Death, the King of terrors, death, the terror of kings. I want to stress right at the very outset, I'm not, most definitely not, here on some sort of sadistic ego trip. I'm not being morbid for the for the for the sake of it. But the message comes from a heart of love, a heart of concern. And a desire to ensure that every person under the sound of my voice to the servant is prepared for eternity. While I will be as faithful as I possibly can to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, I will also be as sensitive as I possibly can be. Death. Some have said the following regarding. John Bonsard, the writer, said that death is the greatest fact of life. So it is. Samuel Waldron said that death is not a spectator's war. Men may live in crowds, but they die one by one. One has said that those who have welcomed Christ may welcome death. The Prince of Preachers, Saint Spurgeon, said, He who does not prepare for death is not an ordinary fool. He's a madman. And sir, madam, tonight, I said, Love, if you've not 
prepared for eternal day. Then you're a mad man, you're a mad woman, and you need to get right with God. Tonight, as I start, what death is. Firstly, death is real and true. The fact, the totality. Let me give you a statistic. If one, or if the Lord tarries, one and one dies. Ten and ten dies. A hundred and a hundred. A thousand and a thousand. A million and a million, a billion and a billion, a trillion and a trillion and so forth. Everyone must face death. And if the Lord Jesus Christ tarries, is coming to the air. To take the Christian away just as Enoch and, and Elijah were taken. Some of these days he's coming with all that, with all my heart, I believe he's coming to the air. The first stage of his return to take the church out. The trumpet will sound and the dead Christ will rise first, and we are alive and remain, will be caught to meet him in the air. We do not see it to be left behind. But if he tarries his coming, one hundred percent. Every single one of us, from the very youngest to the very oldest, must go the way of all flesh. Death is absolutely certain. The fact that we tell it. I want you to see the timing. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 2, it tells there's a time to be born, a time to die. As our text in James 4 and verse 14 points out, life is just like a vapor. We're here one moment, gone the next, vanished away. The prophet Isaiah tells us the grass withereth and the flower fadeth because the Spirit of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people is grass and Isaiah 40 and verse 10. We soon fade away. The vapor vanishes, the flower fades, the grass withereth. Our days are numbered. The reality tonight is that there's a day, a date. There's a year. There's a month. There's a day, there's an hour, there's a minute, there's a second, and my name is on it. And I cannot change it. I cannot increase my bounds. My bounds are set. But the reality is tonight there's a similar day and a date with your name on it. And have you prepared for it tonight? Have you prepared for eternity? The fact, you see the finality. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verses 5 and 7 says, Because man goeth to his long home and the mourners go about the streets. One day the mourners will go about the streets for me and go about the streets for you. And verse 7 says, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirits return to God. But where? When you're so As you walk, as the mourners walk about the streets, have you left any assurance of where your soul is? Death is a sign of. Death is irreversible. When life cannot finish, or passes, we're finished with death. No second chances. No fresh opportunities. No chance to correct the wrongs of the first time around. No new opportunities to repent. No second chance to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. 
No second chance to receive Christ and to be born again of the Spirit of God. No second chance to enter into heaven. The things done in life are the things that are done. In preparation for eternity must be made now. No purgatory. No karma. No reincarnation. Just that. A death are standing in Christ is our standing for all eternity. One life, one death, one chance. Second Corinthians 6 and 2, the great old verse, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to prepare for death. Now is the time to prepare for eternity. What would you do? The choice is simple. Trust Christ and die once. Reject Christ and die twice once physically. And once eternally spread What do you do tonight? Will you come to the cross? And will you cry, Lord, save me a sinner? Lord, will you be merciful? Lord, come into my life, forgive my sin, change my sin, change my life, change my eternity. You come and call on in fact, if in all day, the foolish thing, people prepare for all sorts of things. People will prepare for exams. People are preparing today, waiting for the results of O levels and A levels to determine what they're going to do. Preparing to go to university. People prepare for clothing or a hairdo for an out. People will prepare for holiday if you're going away and play for a while. People will prepare for Christmas. They'll prepare for career progression. They'll prepare for job interviews. I know people at the moment who are preparing for marriage in a few days. People prepare to move home. People prepare to change car. People take out a life policy just for a, a daughter's, a newborn baby's wedding in a 20 odd years of November. And they take out things for everything. A thousand and one things that people prepare for, but so few prepare for death and prepare for eternity. And I ask you to love to me. What preparation have you made for eternity? Hebrews 9 and 27 tells us, and I was an appointment in the end once to die. But after this, after this, death is not the end. Death waits to judgment. For the Christian, for those of us who have trusted the Saviour, we will be judged for our service and our trembles and our have to be honest to stand before the demons. But I will never stand at the great white throne. My sin was dealt with at Calvary the moment I trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Saviour. But for the unbeliever, the unseen, his or her sin must be punished. Sin is not a word that people like to hear. Today they say it is an ugly word, dirty word, a vile word, and very much beneath them. People puff themselves up. I am a good person, I do this, I do that, I pay my taxes, I pay, I give to charity, I don't do anybody harm. I'm alright and I'm better than him. And that may be the case, you may be better than his man. But that's not the criteria. If you're still in your sin today, you're facing the wrath of the mighty God. Mm-hmm. 
I go back three, maybe four Christmases ago. And I open every Christmas card, First Timothy 1 verse 15. It's a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Mm-hmm. Of humanity. The lady, the next time she saw me, she went through me like a dose of salt. How dare you call me a sinner? How dare you? I'm a good person. I'm an upright person. I'm an elder in a church. Oh, I'm shooting baby, but that's never here. And she went through me. And once she finished her rant, I said to her, listen, do you realise you've never been happy? You can't be in heaven. What do you mean? Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. If you're not, if you're not a sinner, then he can't save you. You'll never be in heaven. You can imagine the look on her feet. But we need to see ourselves as sinners. We need to learn to see ourselves how God sees us. Not how we would like to see ourselves. Not like how we would like ourselves to be portrayed. We need to see how God sees us. God sees us filthy in our sin. The reality is tonight nobody had to teach us to lie. Nobody had to teach us to talk to him or his back. Nobody had to teach us to lust and to covet and to look at things and see things and do things we ought not to do. Those things are shame. Mm-hmm. And you know what the night the Bible tells me if any man keep the whole law yet found on one point, he's guilty of all. What's that? Not to take it to lost each other. If you're honest with yourself, man, you've failed to Turn with me in your Bible for a second to Revelation chapter 21. What does it say? Revelation chapter 21 and verse 8. And in verse 8, it gives a list to say. Says, but the fearful, unbelieving, the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone unto the second day. But you notice the second one there, and it's there before murder. Don't believe her. They make her not see. And God sees unbelief. He puts it before murder. Tonight, that's how serious the matter is tonight. You die in your sin. It tells us you're going to live in fire forever. Sir, Madam, tonight, if you've never trusted Christ, if you've never been born again, if you've never been washed in the blood, or to keep the evangelical jargon out of it, just to keep it simple, if you've never cried, Lord, save me, and you never do cry, that's your eternity tonight. They let the fire. And it gives me no pleasure to say. Mm-hmm. But tonight I'm pleading with you that a heart of love and a heart of concern should be prayer for eternity to come as a call on his name. You see, the reality is tonight the only hope for eternity is to come and trust the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in him I see him on the cross, a crown of thorns upon the cross. The blood from his head covers every sin that I can think of. 
his hands pierced by the nails. The blood from his hands covered every sin that I can work out. The blood pouring from his feet here covers every sin that I can run to. His back's like a furrowed field. The blood from his back covers every sin that I can put my back into. And the spear pierces the heart and the pericotal sack. And the blood from his heart covers every sin of my passion. And thank God tonight, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth me from all sin. And cleanse you if you only come and call unto him. What will you do with that tonight? What do you do with him tonight? Will you receive him or reject him? Before you go out through that door at the end of the meeting, determine what you will spend eternity. <clears throat> I need to know. What God death is, it's real and it's sure. Secondly, when death can come, it can come rapidly and suddenly. I'd like to give some examples in a variety of speeches. Sport. Sport before I was saved was my God. Ian McCullough, one of the me. He wasn't always the shape of the ball, but he played playing at Kilkeel High School. Old bumpy grass pitch, Ian was trying to block the hitter. The ball had a bump in front of him and missed it. Missed it, he couldn't block it, hit him in the chest. Broke his rib, pierced his heart, Ian was dead before he hit the ground. Joined them up, not far from these parts. World champion motorbike racer, killed in Estonia. Eric Sanna, possibly the greatest of them all, killed at the head by a tire. Philip Hughes, an Australian batsman, Mr. Bowser, hit him in the back of the neck, back of the head, dead. 96 Liverpool fans went to an FA Cup semi final, they didn't come home. All cut down doing the things they love. Deeper, gone. Sport accidents were always hearing about deaths on Northern Ireland's roads, plane crashes, trains derailed, boats sink, nature comes, earthquakes happen, and the rise of them. Who go and find who the money there were in 1900 and the money there are every day? Now it's one of the signs of the coming of the Lord. Tsunamis happen, tornadoes happen. Fires happen. Natural causes. I think back to the week before Christmas. Probably somewhere between 25 and 30 years ago. One of our porters has a heart attack. Another rockstone. Former fireman. Started to give him a kiss of life. Doesn't realise he's a bad heart himself. He takes a massive heart attack, giving him days, giving him money, because of life. Until the day when he took his arm. Daniel chapter 5 and verse 23, and the God whose hand thy bread is, and whose are all thy ways, thy hast not glorified. Listen, you haven't glorified the Lord. You're not saved tonight. And he has your breath in his hand, and he closes his hand in your windpipe tonight. Where are you going to spend eternity? And he could. The old must die. And the young man died. tonight. Come and trust the Saviour. What death is, it's real and it's sure. When death can come, it can come rapidly and suddenly. What death does, it removes and separates. Death's no respecter of persons. 
Brian McCracken and I went to the door. It was, never forget it, it was Wednesday afternoon, five o'clock. Lady came to the door and Ronnie and I talked to that lady. Tried to share the gospel with her and made her into the meetings. Give her the literature and so on. But she didn't really want to know. That was Friday, or sorry, Wednesday, five o'clock. Friday morning, 10 o'clock in the morning, that same lady fell down the stairs and broke her neck and went to be down today. Now that 40 hours are all there. I don't know what happened in the 40 hours in between. But what I do know is that she died as she was 40 hours later, earlier. She's lost. Tonight, if you were going to be ushered into eternity in 40 hours, what are you going to do? And where are you going to be? And how can you guarantee me you've got 40 minutes to remain 40 hours or 40 seconds? Death is real. It's brought me no pleasure to preach this message tonight. Death is real. And you need to prepare. Where will you spend eternity? If I can be of any help to anyone, please talk to me. I'll stay as long as it takes. Not be in any rush away. If you don't want to speak to me, speak to Bill or some of the other men here. If you're feeling you want to speak to anybody, that's fine. But get the matter short of the night. In preparation for eternity. The most important decision you'll ever make. You'll leave before you walk out that door tonight. Come across his name.